Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. What's up? Greetings, Earthling. What up, what up, what up? It's in the demographic I identify. They're connected to our president. I think an ignorant voter and a non-voter are one in the same. Who does that? Under, Under his watch. His watch. What know has something, he done bro. about police reform in this country? Nothing. Greetings, Earthling, and welcome to Unsolicited Genius. I am your curator, Carlton Ennis, and I am with my NFC playoff compadre, Mo Lockley. On today's show, we will talk about toxicity in the male mindset, the New York Giants making the playoffs, and those old school R&B feels. We hope to give you something to ponder. What up, Mo? What's going on? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, my brother. How are you? Doing well, man. How how is 2023 treating you so far? Seems like another day. <laughs> yes, it does. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. Now I'm I'm working on my 2023 mindset. Got some got some new things that I'm I'm looking to take advantage of from the inside out. So so far. A lot of it does feel the same. Got the football, got the podcast, got routines, but I'm, I'm taking a, a different mindset into this thing or, or an evolved mindset. So with all that, fantasy football is usually on your mind right now. Is it that? Anything else going on with you you want to talk about? Definitely not fantasy football. That shit is over. <laughs> nah, man. Yeah. just... Yeah, and enjoyed the holiday season with the family. Just blessed to be did here. Y'all, did y'all go anywhere? No, we, my sister and my two nephews, they came up and her parents came up. So we just chilled at the house. Yeah, 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 cool. All right, so let's jump in. In the headlines, you know, it's the holidays. So I guess, you know, everybody tries to be a little more joyous. But on the internet, a lot of dialogue as a result of Andrew Tate former kickboxer, maybe influencer. From my vantage point, he kind of picked up where Kevin Samuel, may he rest in peace, left off. But with him, with Andrew Tate, comes a lot of conversation about male toxicity Um, and, you know, the various perspectives on how it shows up. Is it even a real thing, et cetera, et cetera. Are we even talking about masculinity or are we talking about something else so i figured you and i both being men and, and proud to be men this would be something good for us to have a little discussion about I'm, I'm curious to your perspective but also have you know my own thoughts ideas related to the subject so i'll start with just opening it up to you how do you perceive male toxicity revealing itself in our day-to-day currently i mean just you know as i would tell anybody that racism is not a black person's problem it's a white person's problem in this country i would or whoever the racist is that's their problem i would also argue with you that sexism is a male problem Women are men's equals, but they've just been, in my opinion, sexualized to the point where it's just their appearance 
it means so much in today's society, you know, a woman's appearance. And like, I'll give you an example, Carlton. Like when you go to the pool, you take your shirt off and go swimming? Sure do. Cool. No one cares. No one's looking at your chest. No one cares. Fat ass men at the pool got their shirt off. No one gives a crap. Barely hanging. Yeah, like no one gives a crap. If a woman just in a normal pool setting just took her top off and her chest was out, that would cause a reaction. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it might. Yes, it might. And and the reason for that is because breasts have been sexualized on women, whereas they are not on men. So, you know, women have to overcome so much in my opinion, because of men, especially like a black woman, for example, who has to overcome like racism and sexism. Like, doc, look at our country. You know, our country was a country that had slavery that death believed black people were inferior for hundreds and hundreds of years. They right. let the black man vote before they let the white woman vote. They, they let the black man vote for the 15th Amendment allowed all men in this country to vote. Women didn't get the opportunity to vote till the 19th Amendment. So the country has just as great of a sexist history as it does a racist history. I don't know too much about this clown man. I know what he's accused of is horrific. For those of you that don't know, he's been accused of running a sex and porn ring. And there's a Romanian teen who claimed the alleged twisted influencer tried to rope her in when she was just 16. So if these allegations are true, you know, he's an asshole and deserves to go to jail. He's claiming this is a conspiracy against him, talking about the Matrix or some bullshit. To me, you know, the guy's a clown, man. He doesn't even believe, like, racism exists. You know... Mm, I didn't know that part. Yeah, like, he was... <clears throat> He was taking shots at Meghan Markle on Piers Morgan's show in in England, basically saying that she should be careful how she talks about such a prestigious institution, especially when there is no racism. And he was like, look how light she is. He was like, there's people darker than her. The mayor of London's darker than her. I believe the mayor of London is an, an Indian gentleman. I, I, I could be wrong, but I believe he is or whatnot. You know, he's a gentleman of color. You know, to question someone's blackness because of the color of their, like how dark or light they are has always been just asinine to me. To question someone claiming, like why is it so hard to believe that Meghan Markle is a victim of racism in the royal family? Bunch of damn racists. Like it's not hard <laughs> to believe. Like, <laughs> surprise, surprise, right? That's surprise, what I'm surprise. It's like, what like are you that. talking about? So highly then, unlikely she was their first choice for uh for the for the prince. And then he claimed he he says he's a mixed race and he's never experienced racism in his life and blah blah blah. So you know the guy, in my opinion, from the little I know about him, is a clown in the same vein as I would say like Candace Owens. I'm not even sure what Andrew Tate races, but you know it's just. Just a clown to me, not even worth talking about, not not worthy of attention, man, because he does everything for attention. It looks like he's going to be getting some attention in a, in a cell block. <laughs> yeah, well, I, what I read, I haven't looked at, to, at it today, but last I read, he was detained. I don't know what the next steps are. And, I, you know, I heard that he said, you know, Matrix or, you know, that he was he wasn't taking ownership, wasn't admitting any guilt. But I don't know his 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 status with his case. You know, for me, 
I look at the male toxicity as is very it's complicated in in ways for me and you know give me a few minutes to try to make it make sense but you know because on one hand I would argue that it's not male or masculine or any toxicity in that regard it's just toxicity period because you know there's a lot of men who project what they think being manly is and all they're doing is living and projecting their insecurities you know somebody hurt their feelings back in the day they don't do well with the opposite sex today give anybody a social media account and they can do and say what they want in convincing others to align with their cause you know you and i both went to college you and i went you know we saw similar streets and we knew who were confident in who they were comfortable in their skin regardless of how sensitive they were or were not and also those who were projecting because they had hopes of trying to fit in or hopes of trying to belong with a group of men and so you know so much commentary about you know men and and what toxicity exists in us and there's toxicity in women there's you know we can have a whole discussion about feminine toxicity we can have discussion about you know self-hate racism sex you know all the isms are toxic but you know when i hear andrew tate you know my if if i could have a conversation with him i would ask what are you upset about what is it that you are hoping to prove or achieve or represent with the stuff that you speak you know, to make I, money. and if that's the answer you, you know do your that. thing right if, if, if that's the true answer you know i can't begrudge anybody doing what they have to do to make money because you know with this in this situation that he's in he went was arguing with an environmentalist and talked about all the cars he has and the different homes and blah 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 right so you got it go get it do your thing but you know in talking to the people talking to the masses i would say instead of viewing him as a representation of men look at him as an individual who is male i'm assuming he identifies as he him his but instead of casting this net over all men and, and the issues that we have mind we all got stuff to work through is realizing that that's an individual who is sick with whatever toxicity is flowing through him based on his life's experience because he don't represent me and even the men who i know that follow you know you know or believe in more traditional models of you know what a man should do what a woman should do i think you and i are on the same page you know with that we all equal our bodies are different you know our chemistry is different but if you could do it i could do it she could do it we could do it but he don't represent me these and and then on the flip side you have in you know american politics or american our societal dynamic a lot of these Trump supporters are aligned with Trump and what he projects in terms of what 
a leader is, what a man is, what a man should be. And so they get into their little angry groups, you know, some of them being those who've taken up arms and done some of the mass shootings and things that we talk about. But we all know, well, I won't say we all know, but it's documented that Trump got emotional issues. It's documented that he is at a lifetime of his insecurities and his feelings being hurt. So all he's doing when he's on stage is projecting what he believes a man should look like, but at the end, he just needs somebody to hug him. And so again, Trump don't represent me. Trump is a man, but in essence, he doesn't represent men. So when the theme of male toxicity remove the male, it's just toxic. And the theme of feminine toxicity, remove the feminine, it's just toxic. And if it's toxic, they then are in need of a cure. And for men, for women, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whoever they are, they just need some love. Learn how to give it, learn how to receive it. And then you will ultimately remove that toxicity from their system. But there's bad men love. behavior, there's bad women behavior, there's bad people behavior. Let's resolve that and not hone in on the labels because that's, that's my opinion, not hone in on the labels because don't none of that represent what I believe masculinity to be. What were you saying? It's not just about love. Like you said, there's labels and what the labels create is inequality. It's about a mindset. It's about mm. looking at people that are different than you and going with the mindset of that is my equal, whether you're rich or poor, whether they're black or white, whether they're gay right. or straight. Yeah. No, that's, fair. That's, that's the key. That's the problem because people, racists love, they love their own kind. <laughs> like, it's not just about love. You're right, it's about you're right. The mindset and an approach right. that you take like to, to human beings. Like that's like, yeah. That's the key, in my opinion, Carlos. No, that's, that's fair. Because that's the, you know, we, we, you know, Maya Angelou is one of my favorite people. May she rest in peace. And Apple featured, you know, rest one of her peace, poems right. on her commercial. And but she's, you know, she's right. We are more alike than we are unlike. I it doesn't that mean that it doesn't, it includes that there are ways in which we are unlike, you know, but regardless of our unlikenesses, we are more like each other than anything else. We cry, we bleed, we hurt, we love, we want to laugh. Parents, we want our kids to do well. We want them to do better than us. We work hard to provide for them. The only thing that separates people, that the only natural thing that should, and it shouldn't separate people, it should be what brings people together and actually does in America is culture. Culture is the only difference really between people now. And if you approach people as your equals and learn to embrace and take part, because like, what is, what is America without other cultures? What are we eating? Hamburgers and hot dogs? We got food <laughs> from Italy. We got food from Mexico. Like who doesn't love tacos? We like, got food we got from Jamaica. We got food Jamaica, from, from Japan and China. Everywhere. Like, I love everywhere. sushi. I That's what I'm saying. Sushi. That's the beauty in America when these cultures are shared and people take part in these cultures and, and they open-minded and they embrace it. 
like that's the key it's the mindset of we are all equals and embrace the part that's different which is cultural embrace that aspect of it and life will be a lot better for everybody all right but that's not that's not even like that's not even feasible <laughs> you know there's is it realistically you know i'm i'm more optimist right that's my my burden to bear so i i like to hope you know that there'll be windows and seasons would there ever be a forever no because i think the depths at which those inequalities are perceived go far beyond what i understand i think a lot about russia like there's no way do i expect to penetrate the uh, iron curtain or whatever they refer to it in order to get them to accept and embrace my rhythm and flow like i don't expect that china i i can't expect that um but you know in my neighborhood on my street in my community i could hope i could try like i give another example about like the, the like the shit women have to deal with man the 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 Megan the Stallion shit with Tory Lanez, like that shit to me. That pe- this segment of men, especially white men, that believe they are the new victim, that no one is discriminated against more than them. To which I'll always pose this question: What the what the hell can't the white man do? Like I want him <laughs> to tell me what he can't do, what he feels right. in this country. Like I'm dying to hear this, but. There's also another segment of just men that are like men are under attack and women are out to get them. Megan the Stallion gets shot in the back of the foot. Like there's x-rays to prove that. What are people defending? Like this coward. Because, you know, once again, it's it's this belief that I am superior. You are beneath me. You you listen to me because I am man. Like Tory Lanez is in there trying to get her to admit to sleeping with him, to her best friend, who he knows has a crush on him. And she's just uncomfortable. So she decides to leave the situation. He can't stand that she's leaving the situation. So what does he do? He pulls out a gun and he's like, dance, bitch. And he shoots her in the foot. And there's men that are defending Tory Lanez's actions. Yeah, That's I, crazy. I I don't have, I'm aware of that case. I read it. I saw what his dad had to say after the court hearing and et cetera, et cetera. Oh, to, and I to don't his understand dad, what's I happening. Do better. I don't understand what's happening. None of this, if she's shot in the foot, he had a gun. What is the discussion? They're trying to insinuate what's that it the was the friend that shot her. They tried to like, put that out there that the best friend is the one that shot her but it's like and jay-z was behind it who 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 doesn't believe that tory lane shot her in the back of the foot is my question and now like that i thought it was guilty yeah now that he's found guilty there's people talking about someone's out to get him this isn't no tory lane's is a dumbass (laughs) and he did this to himself with this clown ass move man yeah, I, I, and I, and I guess, you know, when I first said that the male, the conversation around male toxicity and is so broad because it's seemingly intertwined in so much of what, 
you know, we're seeing, whether it be on, you know, our media, as I talk about Trump or social media, when things like Andrew Tate or Tory Lanez, where all that conversation occurs. And, you know, again, you know, Tory Lanez don't represent me. He's an individual who identifies as male, but beyond Carlton, that, it, it, it's that's him being him. That that's everybody though carlton like don't judge a group of people by what in one individual does just judge that individual by his that's actions. what like we're that's, saying that's what you should do with any like person like like if one gay guy steals that doesn't mean all gay people steal that's a ridiculous right. conclusion to right. come to what your boy say hide your bag hide your purse hide your kids <laughs> I, I, no, I just, i'm like, with you i I'm think like you. I always in situations like that think about like if that was my daughter like how would i feel if someone did that to my daughter right Tory Lanez right. would have bigger problems in jail if that was my daughter shot in the foot like a cloud who like she's walking away she has her back turned to you why would you sh why would you take out a gun and shoot her dance bitch what was the what was the eddie murphy movie with richard pryor i thought that maybe he had harlem nights yeah. that maybe he had just watched the watched the harlem nights or something and thought he had a point to prove but you know again, a moronic point it don't represent me all right anything else popping in the headlines we need to talk about like i said it's been a lot of christmas and new year spirity stuff but nothing else I mean, the war rages on in Ukraine. Man. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, All right. I'm also oh. watching Monday Night Football. This guy for the Buffalo Bills, I pray he's okay, man. Did no, you see happened? this? No, I didn't see it. What happened? He like made a tackle. They're like crying. Oh my God. Oh, he's okay. He made a tackle, man. He gets up, Carlton, and then he just faints mm. and just mm. lands like Ugh. on the back of his head mm. i'm praying well, he's nah, okay, I hope, man. yeah i hope you're okay your boy don lemon was in the news he was on cnn hosting new year's eve you know don like his juice so he was leaning a little bit and they started playing back that ass up so he got caught up in the booty shake and forgot to do the countdown so that's the only that's the only headliner I had. It's better than the countdown. <laughs> I mean, it's a classic. You know, when the classics come on, what you're supposed to do, right? Come on, man. This isn't the first time Don Lemon's gotten loose on this New Year's celebration. You they know, know, I like, they know what they do. Don Lemon. And, you know, I actually, I got, you know, I have my different beasts with seeing them, but I appreciate them giving Don the, the, the freedom to have a good time. All right, on that, we'll take a break and be right back. Wherever we are, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, like, if it's something to be like, subscribe, if it's something to be subscribed to, and follow. Um, it's how we grow our reach. It's how we grow our brand. Unsolicited genius.
Welcome back to Unsolicited Genius Live. What in the sports? So, you know, a lot of football, football, heavy, heavy football right now. I ain't even looked at basketball. So college playoffs, let's start there. Any reactions to the outcome in the two games? First of all, two great games they gave us in the semifinals. TCU, man, writing the Cinderella story. TCU's one, one, one game, a couple of lucky breaks away from maybe being the national champions, which sounds crazy. Georgia going for history here, going for the back-to-back. -back. If you ask me to put my money on it, I definitely put my money on Georgia. Yeah, I'm definitely cheering for TCU. I hope they get it done. I doubt it. But I'm definitely, I'm definitely going for them, man. So we'll see. You know, I hadn't thought about it. I just want to one more thought before we go, Carlton. The the playoffs have completely ruined the the bowls. Because Jeez. when I was when we were kids, when we were children, and I know it was a while ago at this point, but <laughs> January 1st, man, was like it mattered. Oh, uh, I like. I couldn't wait to get up in the morning, turn on as many oh. TVs as I could to watch as many games as possible on January 1st. And now all of these games are just scattered. I have no idea who's like, like, like I woke up and Tulane was playing USC in the Cotton Bowl. I was like, Tulane? And they won. Yeah, and they won in a miraculous way to... But I was just like, I can't believe like what happened to the traditional January 1st, like bowl the Rose Bowl, the Orange Bowl. I love the playoffs because it gives you a truer champion, but at the same time, it's completely just destroyed, you know, the tradition I mean, it, of what was January 1st. And that's why they did it, right? Because again, our youth before BCS, you know, unless the team went undefeated, oftentimes you didn't have a clear champion. You know, they used to have the co-champions and, you know, all those things because they never played each other. Then you introduced the BCS, which maybe gave more clarity to one and two, but how they became one and two wasn't clear. Right. We wanted we wanted more clarity into who that champion was, which you don't you get via playoffs. But man, they have rendered bowl season pointless for me. Beyond well, you watching have all these stupid bowls, the Duke Mayo Bowl, they're pouring nah, mayo. I, the I don't bowl. I don't try to keep up with the names. I don't like, try to keep up with it. It's just crazy, Carlton. I miss I miss when it was January 1st and it was like eight bowls. That you knew what the bowls were, you knew the teams. That was kind of like you knew what city they were in, and you also weren't sure who was going to be the national champion before the day was done. See, what I'm hoping happens when they expand this playoff is they, they, they come back to this where they just play a bunch of games on January first. Oh, so you would rather in the rather than it have to be a bowl game or you know Tostitos, Rosetta Stone Fiesta Bowl, whatever. You're just saying put them all on January at least round one. January, put I mean, them all the on January first. Put them in the traditional bowl, so you'd have the Fiesta, the Rose Bowl, the Sugar, okay. the Orange, okay. but play uh, all of those games on January first. I think you need to write them a letter. Yeah, man, you, go you, back to that. Bring back that tradition as you expand it so you can be greedy and make more money still. 
Yeah. I think coming back to the playoffs, I hadn't thought about it until you said it, but TCU now gives me somebody to cheer for. You know what I mean? I might go get some purple and black or something and just rock that for a week because I don't want Georgia repeating. I don't want Georgia repeating either, but I wouldn't waste my money on this purple and black. You might be disappointed. It's a good color. I like it. You know, the rave. It's, it's, I like how it goes together. I'll find a way to use it. I won't get a TCU shirt or nothing, but I just get some purple and black. And I thought the other funny piece was that Michigan and Ohio State lost. So it's like that rivalry, you know, they get to sit at home and suck and suck their thumbs together. The one time I cheered for Ohio State and they let me down. This damn the damn kicker choked so bad. He missed it. By like 40 yards wide. What they say he overkicked or something. That was overkicked. That was, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that's even close. That's an understatement. It wasn't even close. But yeah, like you say, very good game. So and I'm hoping that we get a good national championship game. Several of the bowl games was good. The ones that I w- was able to tune into. The Florida Gator game was not, but we're not gonna go there. It's an irrelevant team. But I do I do miss the feels of what the bowl season used to be for me. Yeah. All right. You ready to talk NFL? Yeah, man. So our teams are in. Congratulations, sir. Same to you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. Only you one of our like- teams is a contender, though. It's not your Do team. you not remember? Do you not remember? Not Eli Manning and what they what they Watch did. This. Let me let me ask you this question: Who do you believe more in, Daniel Jones or Brock Purdy? I mean, me. I'm gonna believe in Daniel Jones. What are you talking about? You got it. You just got Purdy. He looked good, and I like but Purdy. I just believe. We, I mean, we're just a more talented team than y'all. Y'all just yeah, you are. Yeah. Y'all the team, did, this, your coach did an amazing job to get you this far. But the thing is, I think you could win your first game. Y'all going to go to Minnesota. Oh, man. Look, you all are a tough team. I give you that. Do I want to face the 49ers round one in the playoffs? I do not. But it's not about us. I just don't see. Do you think, do you see this team, your team? Winning mm-hmm. three games to go to the Super Bowl in these playoffs. We're on the road. Do I, do I expect I don't gamble? Do I put money down with the belief I'm going to get something back from it? Nah. But just as the 08 team, the, I think it was 2012 team, got into the playoffs and won their way through, it can happen. That's those my point. Teams, but what I'm saying is those teams are supremely talented. Like Plaxico, Eli, Strahan, Justin That's Tuck, fair. Jason Pierre-Paul. That's the fair. Giants, the only, the only elite-level talent. I mean, there's two elite-level talent players, in my opinion, on the Giants. Barkley mm. and Tibbler. Mm. You have Tibble. two elite and Tibble. The Niners. But you have a team. You have a team that is rising to the occasion and they have the ability to play 
good competitive football. Yes. I mean, first are we, everybody, when I look at, huh? Y'all first round opponent, if, if it plays out like this, it, it looks like yes. you got to expect Minnesota. the Eagles are going to beat y'all. So the Eagles would be the one seed. Mm-hmm. We play Arizona, we'd be the two seed. Mm-hmm. Minnesota would be the three seed. Tampa's the four. Cowboys, five. Giants are locked in at six. And if Green Bay, amazingly, if they beat Detroit, Green Bay's the seventh seed. So, dog, in the first round, you'd be looking at Philly by San Francisco, mm-hmm. Green Bay again, Aaron Rodgers yep. against my Niners again. Then you'd have Minnesota, the Giants. I think that's the perfect matchup for the Giants because I'm Minnesota's not like elite like that. Mm-hmm. They have an elite player in Justin Jefferson, but they don't scare you. I think when I look at the playoff landscape that exists today i think it's the seventh seed is the only one to be determined in the nfc yes i'm and confident the, the order of one two three yes if we play our a game i'm confident we could beat everybody except y'all that's that's where i'm at i mean i don't know why you'd be confident you could beat the eagles <laughs> i think they're beatable I think they, the Eagles can be got. I think they, the Eagles the can Eagles be got. What I'm saying, dog, is if you're going to win games, y'all going to win games by. You're going to have mistake free football. Exactly. You're tough defense. Perfect football. And Saquon got to do his thing. It got to yes, start with. Right. It, it got to. Saquon isn't the only one. Danny, we can't get there without Daniel Jones. We can't get there if the receivers don't catch the ball. But if we start with Saquon, play tough football, don't make the silly mistakes, we got a chance. If I'm playing the Giants, Daniel Jones has to beat me. I can't let Saquon Barkley beat me. And Daniel Jones can beat you. Danny Jones, Danny Jones can beat you. That's what I'm saying. I want to see in the playoffs, if I want to shut down Barkley, and I want to see Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton and – Who's who's the other receiver? James. And then we got your boy that we picked up from. You talking about Richie? Yeah. And then the boy we picked up from Buffalo, number 18. Oh, and our tight end, 82. You don't even know. Man, look at how Evan Ingram is balling for Jacksonville. Ugh. Ugh. Balling for Jacksonville. But anyway, so now if I go through the playoffs with you, I got us against Green Bay. I'll take us. Y'all yeah. against Minnesota. I could see y'all beating Minnesota, but I could see Minnesota we, winning. It was a close game last time, but, you know, let's pretend. Let's pretend the Giants win. Keep going. All right. So then in the second round, you would have Niners, Giants. Oh, then you'd have Tampa Cowboys, the most interesting. Cowboys got that. Cowboys got that. The Bray, I don't, I, you know, it's it's Tom, right? But Tom don't play defense, and something does appear to be wrong with their their rhythm. Like him, they look, they had moments yesterday, but it was still a close game. But I I give that to the Cowboys twice. Yeah, I I give that one to the Cowboys. I mean, if the if the Cowboys lose that game, could you imagine? 
Like when if they lost to a team that they're clearly better I than, would be so happy. I would be so happy. Ugh. Ugh. But okay, I, I got be the so Cowboys happy. Too. So in the second round, you'd have Cowboys at Philly, Giants at Niners. I got us beating y'all. I got Philly beating the Cowboys. The, the key here, Carlton, is I want to know how hurt Jalen Hurts is. I don't think Philly's – I don't think Philly's being honest with us here. You know, I, my gut says he's not that that hurt, but no way for me to know. No way, you know, they know. But I I, I think it be all right. Sorry, are they talking about canceling the game? I don't know. What happened? I mean, I'm I know what you said what happened, but is he alive? They had to do CPR. Wow. Yeah, he had to have CPR administered to him on the field. And who is it? it, it the young man's name is Damar Hamlin. Mm. Wow, dog. You know, my nephew Carlton's son, he plays football, man. But my son, you know, uh, you know, for me, I watch football now as a parent. You know, I don't look at it in any fashion or form and connect it to, you know, my football experience. So when these young men at this stage get hit, I, I see my son in that and I, you know, I jump, I feel it. But as you know, I'm a very, you know, faithful person. And so I just say, I give it to God because I know what football means to those who love it, the players for who heart it is in to play. And, you know, the vast majority of us get in, get out and live, you know, healthy, happy, prosperous lives. But it, it is, it's, it's scary. It's scary. But, you know, when they the get 16 and start driving, it's going to be scary, too. Uh, I pray for, for Hamlin, man. So yeah. what you, are they calling the game or postponing the game? The game is temporarily suspended. Well, I guess it's good they did that, right? There is a heart in there somewhere. I don't know, man. They need to, like, give an update saying that. But was it, from what you could tell, was it because he got hit or was it something else? He's a DB, and and the guy ran into him, so it was a little bit of, like, a violent collision, but didn't look anything, like, out of the ordinary. He popped up. He stood up, and then he just fainted, like, just unconsciously dropped to the ground. They ran out there, and I and they're, I'm looking at like online right now. They had to administer CPR to him on the field. So they're gonna let everybody gather themselves in the locker room. I'm guessing. Okay. All right, Demar Hamlin, we pray for you, brother. Hope that you that you will be well. I mean, they didn't even bring a cart onto the field. They brought an ambulance onto the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
yeah, from what I, the fans are staying. So I guess, you know, it's just, they're going to let them regather gather themselves and come back out. Yeah, I mean, no, nah, man, it's a, uh, it's a scary game, man. You know, we love it because it's so entertaining, but, you know, these, these guys deserve every penny they get, man, because they, they go out there and risk a lot, a lot for our entertainment. Well, and, and to that point, they don't get enough for what they risk. You know, baseball oh, yeah. gets lifetime health insurance and, you know, you still have players and CTE and all that stuff. They're still fighting for coverage, support, or even justifying the care that they need. Like, that don't make no sense. Hell no. But That don't make no sense. But real quick, back to our discussion, I think the NFC comes back down to the Eagles and the Niners. So that's fair. And I think I get I, I could, I, could see that. I think it'll be tough to go into Philly with a rookie quarterback and win that game. So um, talking about your team. Yeah, I'm hoping Dallas beats Philly. But Purdy got that moxie, man. I wouldn't I agree with you. You know. But, There's other rookie quarterbacks, but it's two things. One, his moxie. Two, it's everybody else that's around him. He just has to get the ball, hand the ball off, and get it and toss it into their hands, and they take care of the rest. And even then, what the offense doesn't do, besides yesterday, the defense got and even you know to your earlier point our sidebar conversation you were disappointed in the defense it's the defense that still ultimately won the game so you know I think that is all to the Purdy has a great is in a great situation so I wouldn't worry as much about it as I would another rookie and then I'm not the Eagles are good but I don't know if the Eagles are great, they had a great season. They're a good team, but I don't, I don't know if they're a great team. They might be, I could be missing something, but I think they could be got by anybody. Maybe except the Bucks. With their starting quarterback, they've only lost once this year. So the Eagles are going to be a tough out. And the AFC dog, depending on what happens in this game, it's crucial because if Buffalo wins, they're the one seed. If they lose, Kansas mm-hmm. City's the one seed. Mm-hmm. I'll just assume how it was going into this week. I'll say Buffalo's the one seed. Casey's the two seed. Bengals. Are the Bengals the three seed? Yeah, yeah Bengals, Bengals would be the three seed. I believe Jacksonville's going to beat Tennessee to be the four seed. I got the Jags. Go Duval. The five seed is who, Carlton? Chargers. Chargers are the five seed. The six seed. Ravens. Ravens. And then the seven seed is up for grabs between, between Miami. Pages, Dolphins, and Steelers. And uh, if Mike Tomlin finds a way to backdoor his ass into the playoffs again on the last day, dog, Mike with Tomlin, this team, greatest. With Mike this Sum, team, greatest coach ever. Greatest he's eight coach and ever. Eight right now. Greatest coach ever. So now if he fights, New England's going to lose because they're going to be at Buffalo and Buffalo's going to be invested in winning the game. So New England 
that's an L. Miami's going to be playing with their third string quarterback, the that Skyler guy who sucks. But that Skyler guy, they is at not risk. Good. They're so, at risk. And the Steelers play the Browns, who are the Browns are already out of the playoffs. So Pittsburgh has um, a chance, man. Yeah, Pittsburgh man. has a chance. So okay, let's chance. say Pittsburgh because we love Mike Tomlin. We'll say Pittsburgh. We right? love you, Mike Tomlin. So Pittsburgh yeah. against the Chiefs. Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. Ain't happening. Yeah, I got the Chiefs. Six seed. You got the Ravens against the Bengals. I got the Bengals. Yeah, we don't even know Lamar Jackson what his situation is. Even if he comes back, he hasn't played in a minute now. So I got the Bengals. Right. right. Either way, the four five gives you the Chargers against Jaguars, the Jaguars. Chargers. I got the Chargers. I'm not betting against the Jaguars. Chad, well, that means you think the Jaguars are winning the Super Bowl. You don't believe that either. So no, I'm talking about round one. I'm talking about. Round I got the Chargers. I'm about round one. So in the next round, what are you looking at now? You're looking at Chargers, Chiefs, Chargers against against Buffalo. I got Buffalo. Then you'd have the Chiefs against who, Carlton? Against the Bengals and the Bengals against own the, the Bengals. Chiefs. The Bengals do own the Chiefs. I'm not batting against Mahomes, but the Bengals own the Chiefs. I think Kansas City would get their revenge here. I got Kansas City. Then it leaves us Kansas City at Buffalo. I got Buffalo. Ooh. And then it Niners Eagles. I got, I, Kansas you, I got the Eagles. So, so, we see, and the so Super we're Bowl, saying Super Bowl, I got Eagles against Buffalo. You yeah. got Kansas City. And I got City. 49ers versus Kansas City. Who do you got winning? You got a rematch of a Super Bowl. Ooh. I like your Super Bowl better than mine. If the Chiefs, if the Chiefs played the 49ers again, the 49ers are winning. You think so? The 49ers are winning. Y'all are gonna run it down their throats till they can't take no more. And Bolster is going to be on Mahomes. Mahomes is gonna be running for his life. So you got I, the Niners. You got the Niners winning the Super Bowl. I like. Look at Quaker. your face. Look at I your like face. Quaker. Look at your face. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got Eagles and Buffalo, and I got Buffalo getting their first ever yeah. Super Bowl. I, you know, I'd be, I would be happy if the Bills, happy for the Bills if they got one, and also glad to move on from sympathizing with them anymore so i could go back to just not cheering and caring what the bills do because they finally got one i'd be ready to move on so in either scenario i'll be happy for you um especially with the last few years that you've had the missus um but i'll be i also would be happy for the bills so but always got that asterisk that you know the giants might you know find their way in so Keep hope alive, my brother. Yep, yep, yep. All right, on that, we'll take a break and be right back.
good morning, good afternoon, good night. And it will be so sweet, America. It will be so sweet. And all that heartache is connected to our president. You got to see the monster to be able to destroy the monster. He took the military out before he took the civilians. Who does that? Under under his watch. Welcome back to Unsolicited Genius. Are you entertained, Uncle Mo? What you been watching? A lot of cartoons with my nephew and my son. Like um, what? Oh, Nick Spider-Man, Jr. stuff? Spidey, Spider-Man, that's that. that's Mickey cool. Mouse. He loves mm-hmm. those two. What else have we been watching? We watched, we watched, you know Knives Out? The yeah, Glass yes. Onion. I saw you the watched Glass The Glass Onion? onion? That was yeah. live. That you was saw live. it too? That's live. It was live. I thought I thought it was excellent. Excellent. I love Knives Out, so I love this one. Yeah, uh, I gotta I rewatch Knives brother. Out. I watched it with my brother-in-law, my sister, and my wife, man, and I thought they had like interesting perspectives on both of them. Because my brother-in-law liked actually the glass onion more because he felt it was more relatable, like you know, in our age bracket and you know, technology, and they just started off basically just trying to work their way up, blah, 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 versus like an old white family with old money and stuff like that. So I enjoyed movies, man. I thought Glass Onion was well done. I thought Janelle Monet has a nice little future in acting. Uh, oh, man, she, she, you know, first of all, she has the it. most beautiful skin in the country. I've not, there. I don't know that Stop. there's it's so a like human being flawless. with with skin more beautiful than hers. And to know she can sing, you know, shout out to the Dungeon family. I think Big Boy might be attributed with uh, discovering her. She's talented, man. Cause you know, she was in Hidden Figures and she's done some other things, uh, smaller roles, but suffice to say, she was the leading actress in that. She had the most scenes of all the, at least women in the movie. And I thought she carried that role well, man. Very, very impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just super talented. She was excellent. Edward Norton just plays a great asshole, man. Like he, he he's a good I felt like I, he's a great actor. Yeah, I, I felt like I was watching the same guy that was an Italian job, just a dick. <laughs> so, Glass Onion, I would definitely recommend Glass Onion for those who have not seen it. The Twitch. Oh, no, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin it. Don't want to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shh, shh, say less. Um, I watch. So I did watch Glass Onion, but I also watched The Best Man. Yeah, Kamari was watching that as well. You know, I I got my 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 Facebook family mixed reviews. Some people loved it. Some people thought it was boring. I loved it. I think, you know, what I what I really liked. I mean, be let me say. Let me stop. Let me start over. Of all the, you know, Black Pack movies, Love and Basketball, The Wood, Love Jones, you know, all those, you know, movies that came about in the late 90s, early 2000s, The Best Man was my favorite because I felt like that was us, you know, our crew, granted larger than just four men and, you know, four women, but, you know, our crew we vibe like that, you know, no fist fights at anybody's bachelor parties. Cause somebody wrote a book that revealed too much, 
but the camaraderie, the love, the support, the ability to fight with each other and still come back and and be be brothers, be bonded, you know, that I the best man did that does that for me and you know, the best man Christmas, that's one I one of the few movies where I was in the theater crying, but so for them to come out with the series, I was excited to see and not and had no clue which way it was going to go. And what it gave me was my black feels like so much controversy, racism, black lives matter, what it is, what it isn't when it comes to, you know, our presence on the planet. But when I watched certain movies and or film and, and the best man was one of them just seeing us in roles where we're great, where we thrive, where we're successful, still having a very human experience, but in nice scenic places, having meals in, in, in nice restaurants, being able to throw, you know, luxurious parties for ourselves and travel and all those things. Like all of that is intertwined in the movie. And it just made me feel good to be me, made me feel good to be connected you know, with you and Kamari and being able to, you know, sleep at y'all expensive mini mansion, you know, all that <laughs> stuff, right? Like it, it it made me, it was, I was proud and I was glad to see, you know, Tay Diggs and Nia Long and, and all their glory and beauty and, and brilliance as professionals, as actors, carry a storyline from 1999. So we talking about 20, what, 22, 23 years and still make it you know, a wonderful experience for me. You know, those who were looking for something else said it was born. I can't speak to that, but I enjoyed it tremendously. I'm gonna watch it, man, because Kamari was watching and I just kept it kept catching my eye in the background. But yeah, it definitely looks good. Yes, yeah, a good one. What you've been listening to? 90s R and B. Oh, you and me both. 90s R and B. Any Huh? Well, any any one song, any one group, anything jump out? I've just been like, just felt like just bouncing back and forth between just different like Drew Hill, I love, Voice to Men, Jodeci, Tevin Campbell, who else? Teal, man, Can I forgot. We talk? I forgot how much I love TLC, dog. Like, that was my crush. Yeah, man. When I was at that age. Who, who was your crush? Which one? Left eye. Like the, the oh, I was T Bob. I, I was no, no. For me, you know, I wanted the one that would burn down the mini mansion to the ground. Like I love, <laughs> I love T Bob's was so rest, smooth, man. Rest he was peace, so smooth. Time, yeah, 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 yeah. Rest, rest in peace. peace. Oh, she was so sexy with that little black thing under her eye. Oh, oh, oh. man. I used to. I was mesmerized by t-bars man her, her voice her style her, her just the way she used to move i wouldn't even look at the other two <laughs> you're crazy t-bars had my the, attention the red light special video like in my mind that was like porn like I, all i, I see love is that video i love uh, i love that album videos. that album was the that album was is out of this out of space because that even had waterfalls on it yeah. three stacks three stacks had a verse on there i don't remember the song i have to look it up but 
three stacks had a verse on there, man, and he Love killed that. it. Who else? Who else? But listen to my little rotation. It's been a good little run. I've been enjoying my little 90s R&B. I won't lie to you, dog. Aaliyah. Yeah, I, I put um, Aaliyah in the Aaliyah. mix. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not not AJ, nothing but a number. We didn't play that. We didn't play that. <laughs> no, no, no. We did not play that song. Touche. So I, I I I had a mix of nineties and eighties and eighties. Um, and is the it's in in going to the eighties. It was there are a lot of songs that I just forget about. And the one that came out jumped out for me was Shirley Murdoch's "As We Lay." And to know when it first came out, I had no, I didn't know what they were talking about, right? I just knew the passion at which she sang the song, you know what I mean? And, you know, I, I, to, I heard it on one day, but I've been singing it in my head every day since. I pretty like it was Christmas night or something. And I just, it's on replay as we lay and the rhythm and the tune and the emotion and the passion. And, you know, I know you and I have talked about this before and we probably will never land on a definitive answer, but the fact that we just don't get music like that when at one point in time, it was the norm, it was commonplace. You know, whether you liked it, loved it, or just skipped over it, it was commonplace to have a song that talked about honest emotions in the space of love and romance. You know, it still exists today. People are still, you know, making music, but it's so far underground. It's so hard to just go on Apple, turn on the radio, wherever, and get it. Um, and I don't understand what happened. Well, I, I think it's twofold. One, I don't think, I think it's a much more aggressive, like, it's not like I want to make, I'll make love to you. Like we had that, right? Like now it's like, mm -hmm. I'll choke you, ho, and you'll love it. <laughs> but they <laughs> sing about it. And the women say, what, what your girl so. said, eat. The girl says she wants you to eat her groceries. You know what I mean? Like it's cool. It's, 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 it's a catchy dance to song. You know, I love to dance, but where's the balance? You know, can we get to so know, can I, can I, can I get to know your name? Can you come and talk to me? I really, before we start eating each other's groceries. The, the, but the other part of it is when you first heard these songs, you were young. You were, I would, me and my brother-in-law were talking about this because we play, one of the 90s songs I played was Usher. Seven o'clock, I'm dot, I'm in the drop top, cruising the street. You know, I love it. I love it. As you got older, as we got older, dog, you can't. Right. Young love is a completely different love than the love you experience at this age. That like, that, yeah. that adrenaline of the excitement of getting to see her is just, right, right, you right, can't right. like you just can't recapture that. So. When you go back to that time and you think about where you were in your life and you heard this song, what it means mm -hmm. to you is just, you can't like, you can't explain that feeling. And yeah, because um, you know, and, and there, yeah. for some kid today, eating the groceries 
is giving him that feeling of young love. That's but that's and that's what's so because you know to your point, right? We were young, and the artists, whether they were teenagers, early twenties, they you know their songs geared toward a younger age, right? Like Troop, I can't wait to get to school each day. You know what I mean? So yeah. you and I ain't going to school, right? Like it's not that ain't that we can't relate in the way that we once did, but Khalil in school, a Johnny gonna be in school. Does he not deserve a song where he hear when the girl walked by the locker? Does he not deserve that? Does the young lady not deserve to have a young man write her a little note quoting the artist? You know, you don't have to make a mixtape. You can make a playlist. What you say? But Johnny's gonna listen to old school R and B. You know, you don't have to. The feeling that they sung these songs with to me too is just like you know, uh, someone that I was listening to that's not in the '90s is Rest in Peace, Etta James. Dot. When Etta James sings, Uh, I'd rather go blind. I feel like I'm in the room with Etta James and she's watching it go down and she's just losing the love of her life because she's just singing that song with just so much pain. Like, I don't feel you have that kind of emotion in in R&B music currently. It's no emotion. It's auto-tune and it's hip-hop lyrics just being sung. Is is the auto-tune even like, you know, that's the other question I would ask you, man. Is the auto-tune even... In, in in my opinion, if you're a singer, right? If you can't sing mm. that shit at Tiny Desk, if you can't do it live, <laughs> you're not a singer. You should, you're just, you because know. that's the talent. Like, that's your God. If you're a singer, that's the God-given right. talent. I right. could get on the auto-tune. I can't sing, but I could get on the auto-tune, and you could make me sound yeah. any way you want. If yeah. you can't perform that shit on Tiny Desk, you're not a true singer. <laughs> like, like no, you know who was on Tiny Desk? Who, who I encourage you to watch if you didn't see it, Carlton, mm. Anthony mm. Hamilton. Anthony Hamilton yeah. got on there and sounded like the damn album. <laughs> he sounds <laughs> just like the damn album. His yeah. talent. I did see it. I did see it. It's been a minute, but I did see yeah, it. I saw him. Usher. There's a lot of tiny deaths that I miss, but I've seen him. Oh, I've seen Usher. Usher oh. with the... <laughs> The internet is undefeated, man. I don't want nothing to do with it. Hey, man, that's one of Usher's live shits ever. That, Cause that beef has blown up. <laughs> but if you can't sing that shit on Tiny Desk, you're not a real singer. I'm calling you out. But, it, but and it seems like though, I mean, we know like everything else, there's a bureaucracy behind us, the capitalism behind it, there's a studio and somebody, an exec trying to make money. And so they produce, they create artists. They create these personas and somebody write the song, somebody give them the words to say, and then they go. And that's that's what, you know, our sons are being forced to accept. And that's why I say, I don't know, I don't know what we do about that beyond, you know, accept it. Because if I could get out there and sing and, and show them there's a different way to do it, I would do it. But that ain't my that ain't my 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 ministry. It's you know I'm here with you doing what I can. For him old school music, man. That's all I do. You well, know, that's my what son, he get. My son is three, you know, full disclosure. And 
You know, the shit he loves <laughs> right now at threes is just straight up 90s New Orleans hip hop. Like cash money, <laughs> no limit. I play the clean. That's what got Don Lemon caught up. Jumps on me, but you know, if you asked him what song does he want to have played most of the time, he's going to look at you and say, you know, daddy, I want to make him say, uh. Mm. <laughs> and that's just mm. his, his song. One of my proudest moments is when my son was able to recognize Nas. I said, son, who is this? And he said, that's Nas. And I said, I've done my job. I am successful. I am successful as a father. <laughs> now he's at that stage. I don't think I can transition Luther Vandross over to him in the way I did Nas, but I am going, I am making my effort. But he he's never, he's not gravitated to any R&B. You know, he liked the move, he liked the bop. So I mean, he know who Nas is, he knows who Pac is, and so I, he knows who Outkast, Three Stacks, he knows who they are. So I, I continue to, you know, just do education at home. Yeah. I keep like monitoring the Hamlin situation, man. What are they saying? Just still postponed. Well, the game postponed, but what about his health? That's what I'm trying to find something saying anything about his health, but I don't see anything. It's probably all still developing. Yeah, God willing, man, he'll be okay, but I don't see anything about his health yet, Carlton. Hopefully we'll hear all something right. positive soon. All right, all right, all right. So what you been reading? Oh, what have I been reading? That I wish Craig was here so he could give us his goofy ass answer that he always says. <laughs> Shout out to Brother Craig. Happy Shout out to Brother Craig, man. He'll take his ass to task next time he says that shit. What have I been reading? I'm just been, I, I won't lie to you, dog. Like you said, man, I'm just I'm super just infatuated with my 49ers right now and just this playoff push man so i've been consuming as much information about my niners as i possibly where can. did uh where did purdy go to college iowa state yeah four when, years and he's rookie when did four he get years. drafted what round seventh round he, last pick oh he was he missed mr irrelevant right he's mr irrelevant yeah man all right I might give Purdy a little more love. I forget that fact. Cause that's, I think that's important, man. You just got to get there. You got to so, get there uh, and, and you know, whatever happened, happened. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I believe. So I'm just, I'm all in on my 49ers, man. So anything I could read about them, I've been trying to consume. Yeah. Reading in, reading in between the lines for some hope. I feel you. Well, uh -huh. so, well, so I, uh, so I I've been on my holiday break. I, it officially ended today. So I haven't been consuming, I don't know if I read any books since Christmas. Um, I haven't finished The Influencer and then my book club resumes next week. But the with Christmas and January 1 falling on Sundays, I have gone to church both days, Christmas day, New Year's day. And 
it's been some powerful messages, man. And I'll actually dive into one of them before we close out the show. But I'll just say, you know, for those who watch and take notes, James chapter 4, 13 through 17, and Matthew chapter 6 were both discussions in yesterday's service. And, you know, you know me, I'm a planner. And I have a planner and now is the time for me to start, you know, planning out the year, setting my goals and, you know, doing some other things. And so those two readings are huge. And like I say, I'll talk about it at the end of the show, but all that to say, I just, I've been, I've been in the good book as of late. So I try to spend time with it daily, but in terms of, you know, the other books and other things I consume, haven't been doing as much of that as I've been listening to you know, my old school R&B, watching the best man and, and, you know, diving a little deeper into the good book. Thanks. But all right, so we'll take a break and be right back to close it out. to unsolicited genius uh before we get out we'd like to remind you to like subscribe follow everywhere that we are youtube instagram twitter we TikTok here and there i'm on linkedin i'm on facebook uncle mo all his different places and spaces uh but like subscribe follow share let us know what you think share us with your people if you vibe with what you're doing and for all our subscribers all our downloaders we thank you very much and we appreciate the support that you've given us special thank you to our sponsors legacy where your legacy awaits you can find them at www.legacywhereus.com uh, megacore cbd broad spectrum hemp derived cbd the way nature intended find them at www.megacorecbd spelled cbd Dot com and last but not least are rainwater hydrate and elevate you can learn more about them at www.aurarainwater.com anything for the people before we get out of here uncle mo yeah just a little update on demar hamlin it looks like they might cancel this this game tonight carlton so we'll see but Looks like the Bills sideline. Yeah, it look like they're packing up. up. Yeah, so like they're we'll packing see. up. Yeah. Prayers to Demar Hamlin, man. God, All right, God prayers bless. to Demar Hamlin. I hope he's okay. Treat everyone like geeks, man. On the screen. Women, people that are different skin color, different religions, people that differ in gender or origin or whatever they want to be called. Just treat them like equals, and we'll be fine. All right. So thoughts of genius, as I, I mentioned, I've been, I went to church yesterday and I received what was being delivered. And so I'm sharing. So taking from James chapter four, verse 13 through 17. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? 
You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Take that how you receive it. What it does for me is tell me with all your plans, plots, and strategies for taking unsolicited genius, taking your coaching practice, taking your family, all these plans that you want to take them to the stratosphere and experience and explore all your, all your piece in the puzzle, putting all the puzzle pieces together. Who's the driver? Is it you or is it the creator? And what I can honestly say for myself, every New Year's resolution, every planner that I create the space for creating a structure that can align with a routine that I believe in is going to help me achieve all my personal professional goals and objectives. Did I ask God about it? Did I discuss it with him first? And in many instances, I can honestly say not. I didn't. I hadn't, I haven't. Now, as the plan is underway and the hiccups happen or the questions reveal or the fears present, I for sure call on I get down on every bended knee. Hail Mary, rosary, church on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, when whatever I got to do to help work through the challenge, the resistance, the fear that's presented as I take hold and, 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 and work through my plans. So this year, I have resolved that I'm going to start at a different place. I'm going to start with him and then see where we go. I expect that I will be calling on him at some future point in relations to the plans that he has set forth with me. But what I also know is that the confidence that I can carry forth in that plan will exist because it's the one that he's laid out before me. So we don't take you to church on this show very much. And I'm not necessarily telling that you should go. But if at ever any point you have a plan, you have a strategy, you have goals that you've set before you and have not achieved them, and have not experienced the success that you want or experienced the joy in the journey that's available to you. My thought is maybe take it all to a different starting place. If your relationship with God ain't what mine is and you choose not to do him, find a quiet space, sit in nature, eliminate the noise, Plan, plot, strategize predicated on what's true in your heart versus what Instagram told you you should do or what Andrew Tate <laughs> has said men should be. Build your plans from a different place. Build your strategy from a different place and see where you land.
at minimum, we know if you have a plan, you'll land somewhere better than you are today. And if you have a plan that aligns with who you are, then you'll be for sure and confident that you are where you're supposed to be. And on that, we say good morning, good afternoon, good night. This has been episode 28 of Unsolicited Genius. We'll catch you next time. You are listening to Unsolicited Genius.